Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It's time for an all-new edition of the BWI Daily Recruiting Show. I'm Greg Pickle of Blue White Illustrated, joined as always on our Tuesday recruiting show by BWI Recruiting Insider Ryan Snyder. Ryan, it's an interesting time of year because the news is kind of just trickling out at this point. A couple of visitors confirmed the day, some new offers going out as coaches hit the road. Uh, we have some NIL stuff to get into. We have a new recruiting prediction machine uh, pick to get into that you logged over the weekend. But, you know, by and large, May is one of the more interesting months to me on the recruiting calendar because you have a lot of this sort of downtime, if I think it's a fair way to put it, where coaches are going to all different parts of the country and schools, you know, checking on underclassmen and, and just keep up relationships. So uh, you don't necessarily get the steady stream of news that you do at other times of year. But uh, we've seen surprise commitments pop up. We have bunches of guys confirming uh, their official visit plans for the summer. So I would say it's steady right now in the Penn State recruiting world. Is that a fair way to put it? Um, Yeah, uh, it's, it's kind of a downtime for us, like you said, because news isn't as you know as rapid as you see in march and april but i mean i don't know if i'd say it's downtime for the coaches you know because of all those visits that they're taking uh we know uh you know jay one cider for example tweeted out last night that he's down in florida i expect him to be there the, the majority of the week and uh they're really just all over the place right i mean this is the time of the year where uh you know if you want to see a quarterback throw this is your chance to to really work him out and uh, you know of course it's the same with other positions and you know and, and different uh you know, different drills and techniques that they want to see. So it's it's still a very busy time of the year, but it is a little bit of a lull with with prospects before official visits come up. And, you know, I know just like from talking to, to, to players and building relationships with parents, like a lot of guys are trying to reset right now. <laughs> they're they're just worn out a little bit from spring, of course. And, you know, they know that the, the summer is going to be massively important. So it is a little bit quieter from that perspective. You know, guys are, of course, a lot of guys are trying to finish up school too. Uh, so, you know, that that's important as well. But uh, between that, you add in track for a bunch of guys, um, you know, football recruiting does take a, a little bit of a backseat um, for a good chunk of guys. Right. So keep, keep updated with BlueWayIllustrated.com as more visits are confirmed and we get ready for uh, what's going to be a crazy June. But we'll keep you updated here in May as the month rolls along as well. Let's get into our first topic of the day, Ryan. It's name, image, and likeness guidelines released on Monday by the NCAA. We're talking on Tuesday, May 10. Uh, so we've had about, I don't know, maybe 12 to 16 hours to digest these things and i mean my main takeaway is this uh they, they were specifically called guidelines and not rules for a reason because i just don't think the ncaa is going to enforce these unless it's the most 
egregious, uh, outlandish uh, way of getting around them if that would come to light. But, you know, ultimately, then there would still have to be lawsuits and things like that. So, you know, it, it, I guess I just uh, we wanted to touch on this briefly, because obviously NIL is such a big topic of conversation, but I'm just not sure this is the thing that's going to put the uh, toothpaste back in the tube, so to speak. It just feels like another issued edict that is really a, a, a lot of empty words when all is said and done. We'll find out. Uh, I guess that's the only thing you can really say. I mean, to me, this is trying to fix the issue that they didn't fix last year. You know, when they when they put these guidelines into place and, and kept it so open because they were you know scared of antitrust lawsuits and all that. So you know, now they're trying to to put it in the rule that they should have put in a year ago. I mean, I guess, like you said, actually, it's not really a, a rule, but um, you know, they are basically just trying to push the fact that collectives shouldn't be talking to prospects, you know, before player signs, once a player signs, uh, then, then you can work things out. But, uh, you know, the, the, all the different, uh, you know, I'm trying to think who, who was it? Nico, uh, I am a lava, of course. And you know, the $8 million with Tennessee, and, you know, we're seeing a lot of other, um, you know, players who have now since signed, you know, things are kind of coming out with that 2023 class and, or 2022 class. So, I, I just I think it's just on the schools to police themselves, man. And I, I don't I don't see how that's ever really possible. The the only way it could really ever work is if uh, you know, Tennessee and A and M and Miami and some of these schools who are just going massively hard in the collective uh world, you know, scale it back a bit and, and just focus on the players who have signed. But is that ever realistic? I don't I don't really think no. it is now that we've opened Pandora's box, but um now, why would you? What incentive do you to have to dial it back at all? I mean, what incentive is out there right now to dial things back? There isn't any. I mean, it's it's no. lawlessness, basically. So, I mean, if you knew you could uh, loot the high-end store and get away with it every single time, you know, because there's no way of, of getting stopped or no repercussions you'd have to face, why would you ever stop? And I think that's where we're at here. So, that that's the issue. And I think you've been trying to warn folks now for uh, quite a number of months that this will cost Penn State and other schools, of course, at some point. But, you know, as these stories continue to come out and as they try and put guidelines in place that don't really guide anyone to change what they're doing, uh, it's more it's becoming more and more of a reality. I think with each passing day is probably the simplest way to put it. Yeah, the only way I can see it really getting enforced down the road is if they do crack down and they do you know, hurt some schools. Right. And, and that's, you know, that's what makes me think that it is possible just because that's the only way I think everyone will take it serious. You know, you could mm-hmm. obviously, I mean, you can, you can go to some of these players who, you know, especially like transfer portal guys, uh, you can go to them and take away their eligibility. The NCAA can, you know, does have the right to, to talk to players and, and kind of get a feel for uh, how this all went down. And then, you know, they can, they can crack down, but you know, do they really want to do that? I don't, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> it's just, a, it's just a really interesting time. And, and, and really the, like I said, man, the only way I can see something happening is just if they, if they do decide to crack down on some of these schools who are, who are throwing crazy money at guys uh, before they, before they actually enroll. So maybe that'll come, you know, you don't seem to think that's going to come. I, I'm doubtful myself, but Again, I mean, that's just why I look at it like it's on the it's on the schools to police themselves. And that's why we have an NCAA in the first place. So I don't. Right. Yeah. 
I'm not very. I mean, look, I look at it like it. this, man. So the NCAA has that. There's some kind of acronym for it that always reminds me of WASP. That's not what it is, but you know, the independent group that was supposed to investigate things. And I mean, they've been around for a couple of years now and they haven't investigated mm -hmm. anything. So it's hard for me to believe that they're going to be able to find out what's going on, investigate it and hand down penalties anytime over the next few years. I'd be willing to bet that the power five breaks away from the NCAA and just does its own oh, thing yeah. in football before the NCAA would actually crack down on anybody for doing anything related to nil and pay for play and things like that we'll see i've been wrong before uh there's plenty of episodes of the bwi daily recruiting show to uh <laughs> you back and pick through and hear things that i was uh boasting about incorrectly but i mean ultimately i just don't see uh, i don't see what what NCAA could change fast enough to get itself in a position to do anything about this at this point i just think we're way too far down the tracks at this point you mentioned that you know they should have done this last year and yeah i mean it's just they were afraid of lawsuits continue to be afraid of lawsuits and that's not going to change mm -hmm. you, you you pretty much said it there i don't i don't have a whole lot more to add i just i don't have a i mean i think i would think that this I, I guess maybe the one thing i will add is just how does this how does this change maybe anything with the 2023 class and some of the guys i mean like i said i i don't i don't see it much but maybe a few schools will be scared and maybe that'll help in in some ways but um and you know really one thing i'd like to learn is just kind of how penn state's gonna gonna attack this as well i mean i'm hoping to i would love to do an, an interview with uh you know some of the people working with their collectives or or people in uh you know penn state's compliance staff but I just I have so many questions right now, and this is a complicated subject too. I mean, that's what that's the one thing I'd say. It's just so many layers to this. Like I, I feel right. like whenever I'm starting to figure it out, uh, you know, that then there's there's something else that kind of comes out where I just have more questions than answers. But until the schools, like I said, man, until the schools police themselves, I, I just don't see this this changing a whole lot. No update, by the way, to the NIL story we talked about on last week's show, which, of course, you can always find at YouTube.com slash Blue White Illustrated or wherever you get your podcasts for the latest shows and also the replay of shows you may have missed. Jordan Addison, the tremendous uh, Bolitnikoff Award winner and receiver at Pittsburgh, still has not made up his mind as to where he's going to go. So the early smoke was he was going to leave the Panthers and go to USC. We'll see what happens there. But uh, all right, that is the NIL portion of the BWI Daily Recruiting Show. Uh, Ryan Snyder and Greg Pickle here with you on Tuesday, May 10. Uh, stay tuned for later this week. London Montgomery caught up with T. Frank, who's producing today's show, uh, to talk about his recruitment and where things stand as you know as his official visit window gets set. So make sure to keep an eye on BlueWhiteIllustrated.com, YouTube.com, slash BlueWhiteIllustrated, and of course, wherever you get your audio, Apple, Spotify, or Google, or anywhere else you find podcasts, you'll find us. Uh, London Montgomery coming up on the Wednesday edition of the BWI Daily Show. Right, let's move on to our second topic for today. Obviously, uh, Penn State is at a point now where we're seeing schools, or I'm sorry, we're seeing players across the country rather start to limit their list a little bit. Guys going from anything from 25 to 3 to uh, 15 to 10, uh, and just about anything in the middle. It's that time of year after spring visits and things like that. And then Alabama safety, who I believe we both have had the chance to talk with, uh, put Penn State on his shortened list uh, not too long ago. It's TJ Metcalf, a relative of DJ Metcalf, who, of course, is the NFL receiver. Arkansas, Florida State, Georgia, Jackson State, Miami, Michigan, Michigan State, Ole Miss, Penn State, and Tennessee are the, players, are the schools still involved for him at this point in time. Mm-hmm. 
I, I just where's he at on Penn State's board? Uh, that's kind of one thing I, I need to get a better feel for because when when I when I ask around and I see the official visits being set, you know, TJ's name is certainly a player they're interested in, but you know he doesn't have an official set to Penn State right now, so that kind of perks my interest, especially when you look at you know Dakari Nelson, you know, for example, uh, Cam Selden, you know, th- those guys do have official visits set. Conrad Hussey's already committed. Uh, of course, King Mack, we've, we've been talking about him a lot in recent weeks. Um, I'm trying to get a better feel if King Mack's going to be a safety or a corner. I've, I've heard mixed things there. Some people have said he could play corner. Some people said he's definitely a safety. So just trying to get a better answer there. Uh, right now, it seems like Old Miss is, is certainly in a good position with TJ Metcalf. He's visited three times. Uh, you know, what that means moving forward, we'll see. Of course, he's, he's actually visited like eight or nine schools too. So he's he's been pretty active and uh, hasn't been to Penn State for, uh, you know, a little while now. So do I do I think a whole lot's going to come out of out of Penn State and TJ TJ Metcalf? Not really at the moment, but you know we'll we'll continue to keep an eye on him. Uh, he did like I'm sorry he did visit in January. That so it was a little bit more recent than I thought. I was thinking of yeah. Dakari Nelson who came for the Rutgers game, but uh, right now, man, I, I I don't really see Metcalf being much of a much of a player here or Penn State, excuse me, being much of a player with Metcalf. But we'll we'll see what happens. You are listening to the BWI Daily Recruiting Show. He's Ryan Thunder. I'm Greg Pickle. We are rolling along here as, you know, again, you're going to see these top lists come out from time to time. Uh, There's another one, class of 2023 receiver Ryan Manning put Penn State on his short list. But again, uh, if you sign up for $1 for one year of access to Blue White Illustrated, you can check out Ryan's receiver rundown as we come out of spring practice. And, you know, I I just want to flag here that sometimes guys are going to put Penn State into a top group and it might just be a hat on the table or and that might be because of where the the player stands or where uh, Penn State stands. And sometimes you just don't know the answer to that. But keep Mm -hmm. that in mind, because, again, you are going to start seeing I know you got something to say. Ryan, so I'll kick it to you here. But you're going to start seeing a lot more of those lists uh, filtering out here, I think, over the next few weeks. Yeah, I think Ryan Manning is a good player. Um, we have him at like 5'9", five, 5'10", five, so that's a little bit of a red flag just because they're – you know, there, there's a few guys that are just higher on their board with that kind of size, right? Um, and then also just St. Francis, you know, until Penn State has – serious momentum or even gets a single player from St. Francis. It's just hard for me to, to take it too seriously there. So I, I don't really think Manning is going to be much of a, or Penn State. I said, I did that again. I don't think Penn State's going to be much of a player uh, with, with Manning. Um, but, but we'll, we'll see how that progresses. I, I'm just not very, uh, he's not a player I'm really focused on at the moment. Yeah. And keep in mind too, I think it's worth pointing out that when you look at a top five at this time of year, then head over to that player's on three profile and check where its visits are. If he has official visit set or unofficial visit mm-hmm. set, because that can oftentimes tell you a lot about who is kind of leading here. I mean, check out the recruiting prediction machine on three's algorithm for uh, trying to predict where players will end up as well. But yeah, I mean, if, if you see a school uh, that's in a top X list, but doesn't have an official visit yet and others do, uh, you can kind of figure out where things are in the pecking order. Again, sometimes that's going to be the player's choice. Sometimes that'll be the school's choice. But uh, of course, there's still some guys setting things up. So don't read too far into it, but keep it in mind, mm-hmm. I guess is where I want that conversation. Well, with that, with that, I mean, one player that we should talk about probably is Johnny Shakir, uh, who right. you know, there, there's a little, there's a lot of talk right now that Johnny's thinking about making a move here soon. Uh, he's been to Penn State a ton, right? And and uh, you know, I do think he's a player that Penn State will take. You know, I I, I was trying to see, uh, just learn more about track times and stuff. I mean, like like I said, Penn State's always kind of curious on where guys are, you know, how they're running and all that stuff. I think Penn State wants to see a little bit, uh, wants to just learn a little bit more about that situation. But I, I do. 
I do think there's a real chance that Johnny Shakir could be committing to Penn State here in the near future. And, you know, for the longest time, I was told nothing, you know, but but positive things. And I, I still think when push comes to shove, he he will probably be a Nittany Lion, whether that's this week or, or uh, you know, down the road. I mean, he does have an official visit set for, uh, you know, in June. And we don't know of any other official visits to other schools. You know, he, he wants a West Virginia. He wants a Rutgers. Uh, but as I said, man, he's been to Penn State five times, I believe, since last summer. So, you know, talk about the visits, tell you everything. Uh, Johnny certainly makes sense there. So we are watching him closely. I haven't put it in our PM pick. I've just been kind of waiting to, to try and get a little more information from, um, you know, some people I trust. But, uh, you know, some of my colleagues have. Brian Doan, of course, 24-7. He, he put out a crystal ball for, for Johnny last week. And, uh, you know, Brian's a good friend of both of ours. So, you know, I'm, I'm always uh, interested in, in seeing what he thinks. And uh, we'll, we'll we'll keep an eye on Johnny here uh, in the coming days. But uh, right now, you know, he, he is certainly a player to watch for for a potential commitment here before June. So the data for uh, on on three's recruiting prediction machine for Johnny Shakur has Penn State as a 96.6% favorite. So mm-hmm. things certainly looking in the right direction there. If Crystal or a, a recruiting prediction machine pick from Ryan would certainly uh, bump things up even further. But well, you'll have to stay tuned and one, to Blue Way Illustrated for that. Yes, go ahead. I should let you finish your promo, my bad. Well, one thing I'll say, a lot of people, one thing people don't know is um, for our recruiting prediction machine, it takes crystal balls from 24-7 into – effect or into account so so you know ajani was uh he was still pretty high you know because of all those visits but uh with dome putting in a, a crystal ball for ajani last week that that bumped it up to you know where it is now which is almost 97 percent. so that's just one thing for fans to know um that the, the recruiting prediction machine takes everything into account it's not just us what we do here uh it's it's, it's at 24 7 i believe it's with rivals too i'm not exactly sure i know it's definitely with uh with 24 7 so you know we're always and this is kind of like what the consensus ranking right like we're trying to get everybody's opinion and put it in one spot so so fans can always um you know can just just try and get the the facts right for not just what we think at on three um but everybody in the recruiting industry when you need mealtime inspiration it's worth shopping kroger where you'll find over thirty thousand mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie and no matter what tasty choice you make you'll enjoy our everyday low prices plus extra ways to save like digital coupons worth over six hundred dollars each week you can also save up to one dollar off per gallon at the pump with fuel points more savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping kroger worth it every time Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's the BWI Daily Edition recruiting show. He's Ryan Snyder telling you more about On3.com. Obviously, our uh, parent site here and BlueWayIllustrated.com is where you can find the latest Penn State news and all that recruiting intel and so much more. Uh, Ryan, let's get into another topic we have here. It's a perfect segue, speaking of the recruiting machine, because you did not log on. I may or may not have tried to set you up to get there, and we did. We found the right (laughs) way home, so that was good for us, but... Um, you did put one in for a, uh, offensive lineman over the weekend. And I think that's obviously something that caught a lot of people's attention, but it's a guy mm-hmm. that if you've been paying attention here on the blue white illustrated, uh, the DWI daily recruiting show, you've heard Ryan talk a lot about him of late. Yeah. Just everything's adding up for Zach Owens, who of course was just here for the blue white game. Uh, what was it? A couple weeks ago, of course, that's his only visit to Penn state so far, but, uh, Man, I mean, we talked about it. I think we've talked about it now on like three straight podcasts, right? Like just watching him down there on the sidelines. 
uh, getting to know all the guys, man, he, he looked like he was already committed. Uh, and, you know, since then we've talked multiple times, you know, he's, he's, he's has a close relationship with Josh Miller. They've known each other for a long time. And uh, a lot of the other commits that he's since met have been on him. So that's one thing I always like to see, right. You know, having a good relationship with the committed guys, that's massive. Uh, so that's one thing that kind of checks the box for me. Uh, and then just the way he raves about Penn state's coaches, you know, Colin Phil Trout, why more of a father figure than a recruiter, stuff like that. It always kind of grabs my attention. But uh, when I look at, at the landscape right now, I think Clemson's in the mix for sure. Uh, you know, Michigan's also potentially in there. We'll see. I mean, I was told that they're trying to work out an official visit. Uh, right now we have Owen set for an official visit to uh, Clemson the first week in June. And then he was going to come to Penn State the 17th to the 19th. And then I was told Penn State actually pushed that back to the final weekend, uh, which is always intriguing to me, right? Because they want to get that very last visit. Uh, I, I don't even know if it's really going to matter. I, I think Owens is already pretty much firmly in Penn State's camp. I think Penn State's firmly in the Owens camp. Of course, his family's from New York City as well. So yeah, you know, he is playing down there in Georgia, but uh, he has more ties to, to the Northeast than than really, um, you know, down there. So I think everything's just adding up for Penn State right here. And uh, man, massive player too, six five and a half, three eighty five. And 385. And, you know, I've had a lot of people ask about that 385. Like he wears it great. You know, they're, they're, I've seen sloppy 385 in my life. He's not a sloppy 385. No. Could he drop some weight? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, if he, if he, I think if he got down to 350, you know, it, it would certainly help uh, with some movement and things like that. And I'm sure Penn State, you know, they, they'll, they'll get that ship right if, uh, if he were to end up here. But, um, you know, everything's looking pretty positive right now for, for Zach Owens and Penn State. And of course, Samson Okunlola and Evan Link are both out there. And um, I don't know if they, c- I mean, last week, I think last week we talked about, like, could they take seven? Maybe that was with T. Frank and I. Uh, I, I. I don't know. I mean, I still think six is very realistic. So if you can get Owens on board here in the coming months, and, uh, of course, then, um, you know, Samson. Samson seems like he's going to drag it out a little bit. Uh, Evan Link's just gotten totally quiet. I mean, I, I, Evan and I have had a great relationship, and I haven't gotten much out of him much lately. But the point is get, get Owens on board here at some point in the summer, and then you can, you know, you can just kind of, push all your chips in with the other two and, and see what happens. Uh, one last thing I am dragging this on here, but one last thing Owens is kind of right now aiming for an early August commitment. Uh, I'll just be curious to see if that, if that gets changed, kind of like Jameel Lyons, right? Jameel Lyons right. was planning for down the road, but you know, we already kind of knew where he was leading. Um, Owens kind of fits that category as well. So let's see if he holds to it or maybe makes a move a little bit sooner. Well, only time will tell. We will see dates scheduled and then moved up and moved around because, as we all know, the commitment dominoes will start falling this summer. And once they do, uh, it can become a wild ride to make sure players lock up their spots at schools and at schools lock up players they really want before they head elsewhere. That's what makes it fun to follow as we wait for the start of another Penn State football season. Ryan, let's get into our fi- <clears throat> excuse me, final topic on this week's show, <laughs> and that's going to be – Maybe I'll just take a minute here and regroup myself. It's going to be official visits. Uh, Let me just get this prepped and then I'll throw it to you. It's going to be official visits uh, season here in the next month. Uh, We both wanted to pick an intriguing guy that stands out to us on the list. Who's your selection? You know, I so this is an interesting one, right? Because I think if 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 I told Penn State fans this without the caveat, I, I think they wouldn't think it's intriguing. But to me, it's Rodney Gallagher. And there's a couple reasons why. You know, one. I thought Penn State was leading for the longest time with Rodney Gallagher. Two, I'm not really that confident in that anymore. I think Notre Dame has a very real chance of landing him. And then you got this West Virginia aspect too, where you know there's a lot of talk that they're pushing hard with NIL with him. You know, like I said last week on the podcast, I'd never really realized how close he is to West Virginia, which makes him like 
maybe one of the most important recruits in Neil Brown's um, tenure at West Virginia, just because of the proximity to home. Yeah, he's not from West Virginia, but he's right <laughs> over the border. So to me, you know, I, I, I'm not nearly as confident as I was in Rodney Galler ending up at Penn State a couple months ago. And this is a player that we've said for the longest time, Penn State has to land. This is a, you know, no doubt about it. You have to get this guy if you don't, um, you know, it's, I'm going to call it a disaster or anything like that. But, you know, it, it, it would hurt. So uh, just just the way I'm reading things now and the fact that Notre Dame's coming on as hard as they are, West Virginia is very much in the mix. Uh, I will also say that Penn State does have that last official visit, too, like we were just talking about with Zach Owens. You know, we know he'll be here, um, you know, at this last school he'll be at. So uh, just 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 curious to see how that one plays out, man, because uh, right now, man, I, I feel like other schools have some serious momentum with Rodney Gallagher. Yeah, so he currently uh, is a Penn State. Penn State leads in his recruiting prediction machine, but these visits are going to tell all of the tale, and I don't think any of the data that we use for uh, until some picks are made anyway uh, can really fully accurately describe kind of how this has become such a three-horse uh, three race for him, if you will. And, uh, and it's going to be fascinating because it seems like we got three schools neck and neck here in Penn State, and it certainly feels like they have to land him, and I think, the other two probably do as well. So it's mm -hmm. going to be a fascinating recruitment to watch. Ryan, you got to talk to his dad recently, and we're going to leave most of that info uh, for subscribers. So it's just a dollar for a year. You can't get it any cheaper, folks. BlueWhiteIllustrated.com. Uh, check us out there. But, I mean, I think you mentioned this earlier, so I just wanted to revisit it, though. But the general prevailing sense at this point is he and many, many other prospects in their families – uh, they need some downtime this month, right? I mean, they mm -hmm. need to all kind of recharge and reset prior to uh, what will be for most of them a uh, month of June that will decide where they end up playing college football. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I just you know, Roddy's an incredible kid, and just from my 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 talks with him, you know, in the beginning of the process to my talks with him now, uh, you know, you can just tell that uh, he's getting worn out a bit, and it you know, it's because of how one how interested uh so how many schools are interested in him and then two all the reporters that that kind of flock on him because of that right um you know west virginia yeah. like i said they have a strong beat so their reporters are on him hard obviously we have a strong beat you know we want to know as much as we can and then you have notre dame who probably has the strongest beat of them all you know out of those three schools as far as interest and and you know the amount of uh you know just different sites and whatnot that cover him so I think just from that perspective, you know, he, he needs to recharge a little bit. Of course, he had a long basketball season as well. And, uh, you know, this this will probably be one that, you know, he went from basketball right into visits. And, you know, now this will kind of be a little area for him to recharge. So uh, for me, I, I like to always try and just do whatever I can to to not be that guy, you know, adding on top of, um, you know, uh, just constant calls, basically. So I, I, I'll probably transition a little bit more to, to talking to Rodney's dad a little bit and try and give him a break because Rodney's a great kid. And uh, I just, you know, I know that if, if that was my son, that's that's what I would want other people to do. Right. But one thing one thing I will say just from talking to Rodney's dad is like, you know, he he he, he he's very – I don't know what's the best way to put it. I mean, he, he, he was very honest with us in our conversation – um, and, and I think he really raved about Marcus Freeman. And that's and that's one thing that kind of stood out to me. Not that he didn't rave about Terry Smith. I mean, we put out a graphic, you know, about him talking about, you know, how, how honest Terry is and, um, you know, how he's handled, you know, this whole process with Rodney. But, uh, you know, he also just really made it clear to me how, how much of a pressure Marcus Freeman has made on his son. And, and same with Neil Brown as well. So, uh, you know, just the more I talk and the more I dig there, man, I, I really feel like this is this is more wide open than I than I originally thought a couple months ago. 
Do you see this being a recruitment won by one of the three head coaches, or is it going to be the collection of everything that goes into uh, eventual decisions? It's a good question. Um, I, it might be. It might be uh, just because of how much I think Marcus Freeman's had an impact on it. Uh, but it, you know, it's 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 tough to say too because of how much Terry Smith has an impact there too. So I, I that's something I'd rather probably get a better answer on than just BSing you guys and, and thinking one way or the other. Uh, I, I do think I do think as well NIL is going to have a an impact on this as well. I mean, when you look at our NIL algorithm, right? Where's Rodney Gallagher rank? I mean, he is one of the most uh, coveted uh, athletes in, the, in in all of high school football. I mean, his, number twenty six, Ryan, with a valuation of uh, two hundred twenty seven thousand. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So I mean, you know, I, I obviously like if I'm his parents, like I, you know, you you put that to the side. You don't want to overthink that too. But uh, man, I mean, look at his social media following. You know, he's got over a hundred thousand followers total. Uh, Eighty five thousand people on on Instagram alone. Like there is a there is a I mean, he makes sense, right, from, from an NIL perspective. He's what companies want as far as getting your message out there to, you know, to teenagers and, you know, people in your 20s. So uh, how could NIL not come into play for Rodney Gallagher? I mean, his dad made it very – now, let me also say, his dad made it very clear that that isn't the number one thing, which also makes sense, right? Like, everybody wants to get to the NFL. That should always kind of be your number one goal when you're going through this process. Who who will better my son and who will help him get to get to the NFL where the real money's at? But um, – you know, some if some of these schools have have bigger offers from an NIL perspective than others, I just don't know how you don't you don't take that into play, especially when uh, your son has this type of social media following. And on top of that, like Ronnie's just a genuine person too. Like he he would right. be pretty good for uh, you know working with companies and average, like he's a smart individual. He's well spoken. There's a lot of things that like hey, this makes sense for as far as uh, you know companies being interested in him. So. Uh, like I said a million times, this is going to be the first class that I really think NIL dominates on. And of course, you know, we open this podcast with maybe they're trying to cut back on that. Whether that happens or not, we'll see. But, you know, until I see it, I expect this to, to continue to be, you know, a, a situation where collectives can just kind of go hard after these uh, uncommitted guys, um, whatever the you know, no matter what the NCAA says. And uh, Ronnie Gallagher makes a lot of sense from that perspective. It'll be a fun one to watch. My pick just quickly as we wrap up this edition of the BWI Daily Recruiting Show. I went with Owens. Uh, just a fascinating uh, situation there where he has some roots here, um, but he's obviously from uh, living currently out of the region, but he's a big-time offensive lineman that Penn State has really just seemed to climb the ranking for uh, or climb the ladder for, if you will, uh, over the last couple of months here. And, I mean, look, we can say it until we're blue in the face about – you need to get Rodney Galler. You need to get big time playmakers and things like that. Well, I mean, as we all know, Penn State's biggest challenge over the last few years has been consistent offensive line play. And you find more consistent offensive line play with your high four star guys, uh, which is exactly what Owens is. So he catches my eye. But there's look, if you go to bluewhiteillustrated.com, click on that FB recruiting tab, and then go to visits, you can see that uh, there are numerous guys who we could have singled, uh, singled out and highlighted here for sure. Yeah, let me roll through that. I mean, like Caden Proctor, for example, I think like he would be a guy that stands out to a lot right. of fans. I just, I just don't see it happening. Like I, I just, you know, I constantly, whenever I ask about him, I just kind of keep getting that like communications inconsistent. And of course, if you're Penn State, you have to host a player like him, right? He's an elite offensive tackle prospect. But to me, I mean, Penn State's kind of 
you know, I guess they're top five because they're going to get an official visit, but they're they're towards the bottom of that list. Of course, there's like a guy like Tamaria Parker, of course, from Alabama. But like at the end of the day, I just see him staying down in Florida. I mean, I guess you, I guess one player we probably should have maybe highlighted is Tony Rojas as well, because he's in a similar right. situation to Gallagher in some ways where, man, it felt like Penn State the whole time. And let, let me also clarify, like, I feel more confident right now in Tony Rojas ending up at Penn State than Ronnie Gallagher. But, you know, add in Clemson, add in Georgia, add in some of these schools that are just constantly, you know, among the best in the country. They have tons of NIL money, all that stuff. Oh, by the way, I didn't mention Miami. It was like, you know, one of the top schools out there when it comes to collective stuff. Uh, I just think that'll that'll be very interesting. But, um, you know, there, there's a long list of guys. You know, fans can go check it out. Uh, we don't make all the official visits public. Uh, I keep some kind of on the low uh, until the player basically puts it out there. But. Uh, you know, once once it's out there publicly, you know, we do up this page. Uh, so fans that even if you're not subscribed, subscribe to us, uh, you can check out the ones who, you know, again, have been kind of announced publicly so far. But you should be subscribed to us. It's one dollar for one year of access. BlueWhiteIllustrated.com. Also subscribe to our podcast feed and YouTube channel. BlueWhiteIllustrated.com. YouTube.com slash BlueWhiteIllustrated. Uh, that was Ryan Snyder. I'm Greg Pickle. We're wrapping up this edition of the BWI Daily Recruiting Show. Remember to tune back in tomorrow and every weekday for the latest Penn State news from Thomas Frank Carr. On Wednesday, it'll be Landon or London Montgomery, the running back in the class of 2023, catches up with T. Frank about what lies ahead for his recruitment. And that will do it for this edition of the BWI Daily Recruiting Show. We will catch you next time.